The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our city. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and all the ships at sea, welcome to the Boston Podcast. Go to pod617.com and contact us, and maybe you can be a guest on the show, or maybe get a podcast of your own. It's what we do here at Pod617. We produce our own podcast, so check it out. Before we get started, I do want to thank our sponsors, the U.S. Postal Service. Did you know, did you know Gary Marino and Des Marino, my guest today? Hi, David. Hey. Hi, hi, Gary. Hey, Des. So, Gary is a comedian, producer... And uh, performer and whatever. Wait, I forgot. Promoter, whatever. PPW. PPW. Producer, performer, whatever. Okay. There we go. <laughs> and Dez looks to be related to you in some fashion, I imagine. He is my direct offspring. He there, is. We have the offspring in the house. <laughs> and so thank you, thank uh, both you guys for being here today. Um, Dez, you're a man of, of how many years? 13 years. 13. Well, as my people would say, Mazel tov, you're a man now. So go out and get a job. <laughs> but, uh, but but that's more of a guideline than a rule. Uh, the best years of your life are over, Desi. That's what we're trying yeah, to say. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> the truth hurts. As I was saying, the U.S. Postal Service is the second largest employer in the United States, offering paid training and ways to move up. Apply today, usps.com slash careers. U.S. Postal Service deliver for the nation. My, uh, my uh, patriotism always swells a little bit when I yeah. talk about the U.S. Postal Service, right? Yes. Mail is good. Everybody likes getting mail. Not are so we part of the rotating cast of characters that you, I heard plugged at the beginning? You are. Of the you are. The, the rotation would come to a screeching halt were it not for personalities <laughs> like you. So uh, uh, Gary is here, and Gary's going to tell us all about the 7th uh, seventh, seventh Annual, 8th Annual? 7th seventh seventh Annual. Let's not get yeah. ahead of ourselves. Cape Cod Comedy Fest, which, by the way, is September 7th. We're going to give you all the details in a moment. We're going to hear all, about all shows that Gary promotes. He does comedy of his own, of course, and then we'll find out what that mysterious whatever is as well. <laughs> and uh, Young Dez is in a band that we're going to hear about, so that's that's what we call it, uh, a teaser in the business, right, Gary? Did I do that correctly? That was great, yeah. teaser. Okay. Before we do that, though, as we do with all of our guests, we lock them in the Boston vault. They have to answer some questions about our fair city, and so let's fire it up. Don't be alarmed. These men are here to protect you. Don't worry. It's a big steel door of some sort. This could be career-ending for me, Desi. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, they're in the vault. Nobody panic, okay? I I have the keys handy, but so let's get into it. Gary, we'll start with you. Favorite? uh, Tom Brady. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Of course the answer's Tom Brady. The answer's everything, Tom Brady. Exactly. Tom Brady. Who's your choice for president next year? Tom Tom Brady. Brady. Of course he could do that. Yeah. I'm locked here in this Boston vault. Who could get me out? Tom Brady. He could do that. What did I have he for breakfast? Have the Tom, Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say was favorite, uh, let's start with a softball, favorite Boston band, favorite rock band or other band, I guess, or artist from Boston. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I'm going to go, uh, let's go Boston itself. Boston, of course. Yeah. My son, Adrian, has become obsessed with Boston. He keeps asking me who the members of Boston are. Adrian has autism, but he loves music, and so it's, mm-hmm. he's always asked these lovable questions. And Who are the members in Boston? And I I, <laughs> I, I, I always stagger, because first of all, I don't really know. I know Brad Delp, the one guy who's dead. Yes. So, I mean, rest in peace, Brad. But <laughs> Do you know I did the last interview with Brad Delp? Come on, is that right? I was, uh, this is going back 12 years ago, uh, myself and a local comedian were hired to guest host the Lorne and Wally show while they were on vacation. Oh, nice. This ROI, is on W, yeah. uh, you know, ROI, ROI in Boston. Sure. Yeah. And we had Brad Delpon as a guest, and I loved him. Really? It was Good a big guy. moment for me. Yeah, I'm a huge yeah. Boston fan. Sure. That said, tell young Adrian I'm happy to whiteboard with him. <laughs> All it, the members gonna, of Yeah, tell him to block off two days, and I will take him through the history, because that band, it is really bizarre. Yeah. It wasn't even a band, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> it, I mean, it, it. I tried, to, when I went to Wicked 
Wikipedia, at first I saw the first four names. We're like, okay, I'll just tell them those. And then there's another like two dozen names practically. It's like a spinal tap. They, you've seen how many members have been a member of this band over the years. And, and just the way dozen. it all came together, you know, that, that, that they had to fool the record company into proving in, into being a band. It was a casting call. In Is a that right? Ways. Yeah. It's an amazing, that's a podcast in its own right. Wow. The Boston story. Now, I took young Des here to see Boston at the Boston Garden about nice. three years ago. Okay. And I tried to explain to him who the heck was on stage, and I just made it simple. Guy in the guitar. That's the only original member. Yeah, that's I I took my son to see Earth, Wind, and Fire. And yeah. they and they still put on a great... I don't know if still is the word, because I don't know if these are the same dudes. And somebody told me there's, there's like a dozen dudes on stage singing, dancing, like, you know, yeah. do you remember? And everyone's jamming, and it's awesome. And... Uh, it turns out that maybe one out of the 12 right. dudes is like the original Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth and Wind have left, but fire is still hanging in. Yeah. yeah. Well, the fire keeps burning, of exactly. course. Yeah. All right. Best, uh, let's see. Be- Des, uh, we'll start this one with you. Best best fast food in Boston. And when I say Boston, it doesn't have to be like in the city. Just just anywhere around here. What's your, what's your go-to fast food place? Ooh. Well, I've only been here once, yep. but Sonic. Sonic? Has- I didn't know we had Sonics in in. uh Mass. Is it was it like near your house or was it in the city or where was it? Um, I think it was. Remember? It's Route 38 in like Tuxbury. Oh, is it? Okay, <laughs> that sounds like where you'd find the one Sonic. So it was yeah. good. Did you get like yeah. burger and shake yeah. or whatnot. Or? Oh yeah, it was yeah. really good. The only bad thing that I can think about Sonic. Yeah. Is that they don't come out on rollerblades, which was kind of a letdown. But <laughs> because it, they advertise that, is that so? You expected the the waitresses on rollerblades? Yeah. 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 Where did you get this thing that you needed to have them on rollerblades? Did you watch a movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you well, can I have mean, waitresses come out there, they might as well. Yeah. Well, that's an old school thing. That's the only reason right. I know that is from watching Happy Days. Right? That's right. When they, when they used to <laughs> right. they used to go to the what did you, what did you call it? like the mall shop and right. the waitresses come flying out on the roller. Nowadays, you put and, women in rollerblades and make them waitresses. Yeah, that's just you're gonna end up in court with a clip-on tie. Yeah, ex- <laughs> exactly. All right, Gary. So, what is the best depiction of a Boston accent in film? Do you think you could uh, recall? Ooh, I could tell you the worst, and oh, that would take start there. Yeah, you want the worst? Sure. Yeah. Oh, let's. You have to go Perfect Storm, right? The movie oh Perfect yeah. Storm. Yeah. Well, uh, Clooney or, or yep. did he try to do one? I he did try to do yeah. one. Can I give you a quick inside story? Please. Our mutual friend, Maddie Blake. Yeah, shout I out, was, Maddie. Who does the podcast, mm-hmm. yeah, the Monster Podcast. Yep. Uh, I was his agent back then, and I got him on an audition for mm-hmm. The Perfect Storm. Is that and, right? Yeah, and he'll tell you this. And uh, he, he got the role initially um, because he had the accent. And he lost the role because at the time, Maddie B had a vanilla ice circa 1991 sculpted hairdo. Oh, no. And they called me and they said, you know, we decided to cast this role out of L.A. because um, they didn't they didn't think Maddie had the right hair. And wow. I said, listen, if you can turn Michael Jackson into a, a freaking werewolf, <laughs> you can turn my guy into a, gr- you know, a grunge rocker. And the irony is he's, he's from Boston, so he could certainly do the accent. Well, God forbid we have a Boston guy in a yeah, playing a Boston guy. Well, you, well, uh, Mackie was in that movie, right? Yeah, My, yeah, yeah. Um, still a decent movie, but yeah, yeah, there were some bad accents in that. There were. I, go ahead. I'm trying to think. Go. Well, the best Boston accent. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, can it be a Boston? Well, a Boston guy. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. Jeez, uh, how about um, Affleck, Damon? Wahlberg, your choice of Wahlberg. Yeah, any Wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say, uh, what's his name? Joey from the New Kids on the Block. Oh, Joey Fatone. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, 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 no. Joey McIntyre. Oh, Joey Mac. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Who's Joey Fatone? Is he, is he also is yeah. he in the same band? He's um, oh, okay. NSYNC, I think. NSYNC, okay, yeah. yeah. That's right. Uh, Hasn't worked since the nineties, but it's a whole different. I think I've seen I think I've seen him on some terrible game shows, hosting some terrible that's game right. shows. But Joey Mack, yeah, that that so that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. My, my nomination for the worst I think is probably Bald Alec Baldwin in um, yeah. the the Departed. Excuse me, the Departed. Um, <laughs> when he it's like don't if you can't do it, just don't try to do it. We don't need to have you scream. Well, the the world needs plenty of bartenders. Like oh, every time, every time. Uh, okay, let's go with. Do you have um, uh, a favorite or just memory of public transportation in this city? We'll start with you, Gary, because I don't know if Des has experienced the pleasure of of either 
subways or whatnot in uh, in Boston. Not like his dad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, my favorite man. We used to refer to the T as the P. <laughs> because of the, of the odor. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. And we would go uh, on Saturdays. This was our thing. Uh, we would take the P into Boston to go to Strawberries, mm. which Desi was an actual uh, great double two-level record store. Remember in, on Washington Street. So we'd take this is the, the one. Wait, Washington. <laughs> the, uh, in downtown Crossing. Downtown or in, Crossing. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. yeah. So we would go there. Um, one day we took the P to see the Pope because Pope John Paul mm-hmm. came to Boston. It was a big deal. Forty years ago, nineteen seventy-nine. Yeah. The Pope came and he was doing mass on the Boston Common, mm-hmm. and uh, we were we came out of the P and we got jumped. And robbed. Oh no! <laughs> On the way to see the Pope. For, did they? Did they have like knives or? Guns yeah, they or? had everything. Yeah, and wow. they took everything. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. But we were not. We were on. You know, not to be. We still went to see the. You Pope. You still saw the Pope, and we got on one of those uh, porta potties. Yeah, because sat the, on all the, the good seats were gone. We you mean the Pope potty? The Pope potty. <laughs> hey. So the joke was the rest of that summer we saw the Pope standing on a shit house. <laughs> you both earned a rim shot during wow. that sequence. Well done. That's not a bad, not a bad line. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that what, what a good story. You're on your way to see the Pope and you get jumped. So the lesson, as always, God hates us all. Okay, so just don't even bother. <laughs> don't even bother. No good no. deed goes unpunished. Exactly. But here's what I did. I didn't go to church for the for a whole year because I would say to my mother, Ma, I think I think I'm, I'm good. That's I, a we, good way again. We, no, we, no. we went to the we saw the Pope. The big guy. Yeah, the guy. And we paid a dear price for it, so I'm not going to go for a year. Absolutely. Recovering Catholic. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. This one can be good for both of you, but we'll start with Des. Des, do you have a favorite memory of uh, a live sporting event that you attended in Boston, whether it's Sox, Patriots, Bruins, Celtics, anything? Do you have uh, like a favorite one? Yes. Okay. So, um, Tell us about that. I was in Boy Scouts, and... um. So we uh, had this thing where if we wanted to, we could go to a Red Sox game. Mm-hmm. And it ended up that only like two parents could bring their kids, and I was one of them. Score. So Yeah. Yeah. So do you remember who they played? I think it was, I want to say Texas. Uh, I think it was the Baltimore Orioles. Oh. Yeah, I think so. Did they win? The Sox win? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> we don't remember. It's so I don't funny know. he I remembers. Was like, I was the one who got to go to the Sox. I was That's like good. six years old. So. Right. <laughs> that must have been one of your first. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. it was. I don't have memories of I was six in uh, doing some math here. 1974. I have no memory of. My memories kick in at about age like 10, I want to say. Mm. I was That was 1978. So needless to say, a big year in Boston. Yeah. How about you, Gary? Uh, uh, roughly the same year. Yeah. Uh, um, my dad used to take us uh, once a year to Fenway Park. And uh, even back then, I was a foodie, so I was okay. driving him crazy. Like every, you know, like, Dad, can I get a Fenway Frank? Uh, you know, uh, can I get you know whatever? You know, we all know they taste twice as good in the stadium as if you get them any place. And the more you pay, and it is true. Well, right, the so better they are. you better enjoy that <laughs> yeah. hot dog that costs you seven fifty, yeah. which, which they paid they paid thirty seven cents to make. I still have a yeah. sausage on layaway at Fenway. I'm making payments. <laughs> From the seventies, but um, <laughs> well, you had to get the peppers and onions. I mean, what do you expect? I mean, of course, but you're you know, it, it was like bases loaded, and I'm too into the loaded potato skin. You know what I mean? <laughs> it never stopped. So, but it was fun. We used to go and watch, and it was all the great. It was Fred Lynn and all the you know it was that whole. It was the super socks of the seventies, the yeah. pennant winners, as we all know, not right. exactly the uh, World Series winners back then. No, seventy eight. We yeah. lost the the one game playoff, which is which was um, that's right. Which was, you know, like a death in the family. <laughs> I mean, it was, and my, and my, you know, my hero, Yaz, he, you know, I knew yeah. it was, he was at the tail end of his, it, my almost namesake, uh, he was at the tail end of his career, um, or at least one of the older dudes, yeah. and in the first inning, he hits a home run off of Ron Guidry, who was unhittable that year, and I'm like, we have a chance to win. By the way, this, um, if you haven't seen, I've got the eight on oh my shoulder my to prove my allegiance. I have a tattoo. Look at that. Yes, uh, to prove my allegiance for you, Stramski. Um, whose grandson, I'm one big parenthesis today, whose grandson, by the <laughs> do you know his grand, Mike Stramski is in the bigs? Don't. Yeah, he's he's on the Giants. Mike really? Stramski, the wow. other day, he had three home runs in one game. You're kidding. I kid you not. His wow. granddad only did it once in his entire career, so that's kind of cool. Shout oh out Mike Yaz, yeah. Yeah, um, but that was a great, yeah, that, that was a oh, great 
And and there were. Do you remember the um, the painters hats? There was souvenirs painters hats. So, Des, you wouldn't even know what one is. I'd, we'd have to find a picture of one. But it was a soft hat. It was if you paid more than three bucks for it, you were an idiot because right. it was it fell apart like like two days after you bought it. They wear them now to make tacos in restaurants. Yeah, it's that sort of thing. <laughs> but it had it was called. They were called nickname hats, I guess, because they would have not the players' names but the nicknames. So it was instead of Rick Burleson, it said Rooster. Instead of Bob Stanley, it said Bigfoot. It said Yaz and Freddie and Jim Ed. What about Rico Petroselli? Rico, what did his say? Yeah, it just, Rico. that probably just said Rico. I guess he didn't have a cool nickname. <laughs> Anyway, um, I was supposed to be asking you guys questions. All right, fam- <laughs> final question, and we'll uh, we'll get you out of the vault. Uh, let's see. Is there anything cultured? Because we got a lot of culture here in Boston. Um, Gary, do you have a favorite cultured thing that you do or have ever done? I have a few of them myself, admittedly. But I'm talking like museum or just someplace cool in the city that's like your favorite. Well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna refer back to the food thing. Of course, you can go <laughs> restaurant, yeah, fancy restaurant, yeah. Oh my god! Well, I mean, you know, they've closed, but remember Buzzy's Roast Beef? Oh yeah, right. Yeah, that was that was where you went on your way out of town, three a.m. Nope. Yeah, it was nothing like putting a lodge. Uh, we used to call them swimmers because really? well, because they clam roll. Well, no, you'd get the roast beef, but then oh, they would beef. put a ladle of barbecue sauce on it, <laughs> and it would swim. So we'd go, yeah, I'll have a, a large swimmer. It, it's it's a scientific fact that anything you eat after one thirty a.m. it it doesn't fatten you up. At no, all. no, you're allowed no. to eat any, after one thirty a.m. You're allowed to eat whatever you want. And, and if you trim it, yeah, yes, no, seriously, exactly does. You take it from yes. Dad. I'll give you all the <laughs> <laughs> all the all the weight loss tips right here. <laughs> uh, Des, if you had to choose between, let's see, roast beef, uh, clam, you probably don't like clam rolls. I don't know. That's kind of an old school thing, but uh, like a big roast beef sandwich, pizza, burger, which way are you going? Ooh, that's tough. Yeah. It kind of depends on what mood I'm in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, generally, pizza. Because, pizza. I mean, there's so many different things you can do with it. And what you get, good point. It's versatile. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And what are you getting on the pizza? Depends Hawaiian. upon what mood you're you're a Hawaiian pizza guy. Yeah, no matter what mood. All right, security, get Des Sad out of the studio happening. right now. No, 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 that's not true. I, I respect the, the Hawaiian. So you get the pineapple and the ham on there. That's what oh, that yeah. is, right? Yeah. A it's little, a dessert pizza. A he little slice a of heaven. Well, it's still pineapple. Yeah. Pineapple's a fruit. It's yummy. And ham is meat. So yeah. how is that dessert? Well, you know, a lot Protein. of people consider the pine, the Hawaiian to be a bit of a sellout, David, don't they? Or not a sellout, but it's it's a... Uh, it's different a, animal. It's a pizza that's yeah. been compromised. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people think that pineapple. Sound the alarms. People don't think that pineapples belong on pizza, but they do. He's I mean, go, he's going for all four food groups. You know, you got your <laughs> grain. I think you got vegetable. Yeah, you right. got fruit, and you get. I think those are the. I forget what the four. See, that's what my grandma used to do. My Italian grandma, <laughs> yeah. she, she could find nutritional value in anything. Right. So she would look at a pizza and go, "Gary, you can eat that." Listen. The uh, the vegetables on top and, and the oil uh, keeps you lubed. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> she could find anything of value. Like, oh, cheesecake, good for the whites of your eyes, Gary. Here you go. That's good. Yeah, my grandma used to <laughs> used to say like we, me and my brothers would stay with my grandma for a few hours. My parents would come back. Grandma would go. They were such good boys. They ate all of their chocolate cake. They ate the whole thing. <laughs> like my mom's like, why is that good? Like, oh, they're such good boys. You know. Yeah. That's I, I had of course the Jewish grandmother. So oh nice. Is as long as you were eating, she was happy. That's right. You know? Yeah. So, well, guys, you've, uh, I think you've successfully negotiated the vault. We're going to let you out. Congratulations. Oof, yeah. Nice I was job. afraid we'd have to go escape room room. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever done an escape room? I have. Yeah? Yeah. Enjoy it's this it? thing called Borg. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really fun because it's not as much of an escape room mm-hmm. as it is like there's also like challenges. Maybe oh. it's like some sort of a thing where you have to balance. Oh, nice. So it's like uh, physical, like combo escape room and like adventure park almost. Exactly. Oh, nice. Shoot, I got to try that. Um, oh, yeah. The Gary, have you ever done one of those escape rooms? That, I, I've uh, taken Des to plenty, but no, I've yeah. never done them. Okay. I, I have a hard enough time, you know, uh, um, healing my own life. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to escape out of a lot of real <laughs> stuff. <laughs> My whole life is an escape room. Yeah. The Gary Marino story. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, my my son, Griffin, my 17-year-old, he just loves him. And so it's one of the things that I'm still uh, cool enough as his dad to, to do together because it it's... Um, 
you know, and Des, you seem like a sharp kid, so I'm sure you you would be able to to contribute to the team. But it is a cool thing. Like it is, it is. Um, uh, you know, it, we're a, we're a nation of people looking for things to do, right? And right. so, and so, you get to go for an hour, and it's you know, it's part puzzle, it's part working together. They're real. They're usually so freaking hard, though. There's usually some. It's like, and then you find out afterwards. Oh well, you know, those three numbers scratched behind that couch. You were supposed to take those, and that's the combination to the lock that's locked in this other thing that you were supposed to. And it's like, well, how are we yeah. supposed to know that? And then it's like, oh, that five behind that lamp. Right. That you're supposed to multiply those that three digit number by five. Exactly. And then you put that into the keypad. Exactly. And then inside that chest that you unlock, that's where the key is. Yeah. But oh no, it's not over yet. Right, there's more. Because yeah. you gotta go into another room and then you gotta do this. But so I now see this sounds like an awful lot of work to me. I'm is. still trying to get the Rubik's Cube from nineteen eighty two done. And, and by the way, Desi will tell you. Uh, just a year ago, I finally got the VCR to stop blinking twelve, twelve, twelve. So, <laughs> adjust the. Uh, you also got to adjust the uh, tracking on that. That's, right. That's why you get in those lines. You know, <laughs> um, it's so weird that that. See, actually I thought that existed. was the rabbit ears that was doing that. Yeah, it, it could. Yeah, well, it could be either. You, you never knew back then. Yeah. Um, so tell me, we. I want to certainly allow you to to plug the the comedy fest which we've already talked about so and i got chapter and verse right here um so for our listeners actually no before we get that let me do a live read because it's uh yeah it's exciting this is a podcast business i gotta earn a buck now and again u.s postal service proud supporter of this show is the second largest employer in the united states offering pay training and ways to move up apply today usps.com slash careers from mail carriers to corporate management the usps works together to provide efficient affordable service to the american public the workers are the backbone of its service, and the USPS wants to develop an advanced career, so its development programs train and prepare employees for promotions and growth in a variety of business areas. Everything you need to know is at the website, usps.com slash careers. That was pretty good, Dave. Yeah. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm oh. taking a water break or a coffee break. Hold on. Uh, Can I do my Billy Costa for you? Sure. Love Billy. This, is, this would be Billy doing what you just did. Right. The plug. Have I mentioned my friends at the U.S. Post Office? <laughs> we love you, Billy. And we then, you, then you yeah. can hear uh, Maddie uh, grumbling in the background, That's right? right. <laughs> um, as I was saying, it, it's the policy of the Postal Service to provide equal employment opportunity and prevent employment discrimination. The Postal Service seeks to attract and retain a diverse workforce in which employees respect and value each other's differences and work to promote collaboration, flexibility, and fairness so that all employees are able to participate. I almost made it through the whole thing without flubbing it. <laughs> Darn it! Are able to participate and contribute to their full potential. Apply today. Website, once again, usps.com slash U.S. Postal Service. Deliver for the nation. Somebody get it. this man a towel. Yes, yes. <laughs> Look at how everyone is impressed in the studio. You should do a special episode where all you do is, like, read Those? different um, tongue twisters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all sponsors. <laughs> that sounds like a special kind of hell you're describing. Um, although this, uh, if the show is you know after five p.m., there is uh, alcohol involved. Sorry, Des, it's uh, it's twenty one plus only. But um, that would be funny to maybe <laughs> have a couple cold ones and try to try to read that thing. Like how does this how does this sound, Des? When you are old enough for your first beer, we'll right. come back here and do it with David. Right, yeah. right. You said you're 14, right? We'll see 13. you in six, 13, 13. Sorry, we'll see you in six months. Just and, turned yeah. 13. Right. Daddy's in denial. I still tell people he's 12. Yes. Yeah, yeah I did for a while, too. <laughs> it sucks they get when they get old, doesn't it? We, we don't have to turn this into court your prevention father here, but but um, but I, I was just have I was, you know, you, I'm like any father. You know, my, my youngest just turned uh, 17 over the mm. summer, and he's a man, and it's cool because I can have conversations with him that you just can't when the kid is like you know eight you know mm. and he's still kind of little like a puppy dog following you around so that part's cool but, yeah but like anybody else i go back i look at the old pictures exactly. and i'm like waterworks i'm like that it, little guy he was a little guy you know just started yeah, yeah. And, you know i've got all these these videotapes and, and, and video files uh, mm. for literally every second i have a second by second chronology <laughs> of this kid's life <laughs> and now i find myself though going back to you know 2010 and 2007 and, and getting really nostalgic you know right. for having a little boy that said i love the age he's at now because now he's my little sidekick yeah and he comes to all the shows with me oh that's excellent. and he works for me 
And I don't know. He's my little friend. Now. I he's love my best it. buddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love it. Oh, what a good kid. See, uh, half of, most of America expected him to say, shut up, Dad. You're embarrassing me. But That's no, coming. That's, That's coming. That, no, maybe. I don't know. I, yeah. I have high hopes. You just, uh, you, you listeners didn't see the loving fist bump that father and son just exchanged. <laughs> As I was saying, the 7th Annual Cape Cod Comedy Fest, which Gary is uh, gracious enough to tell us about because it's his deal, Saturday, September 7th, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. at the Cape Cod Fairgrounds, of course, the address, if you need that. twelve. You know what? Punch it into the GPS, people. It'll come up. <laughs> oh, all right. I'll give it to you. 1220 Nathan Ellis Highway, right on Route 1. Right down there on uh, Route 151 in East Falmouth. Yeah, just follow. Uh, go past the uh, the dirt road Well, you there take the Bond Bridge. The, the Bond Bridge. Oh, go over the Bond Bridge. Yeah. 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 You know my favorite part of going over the Bourne Bridge? What? Is you look underneath it and there's these trailer parks on either side. Yep. And most of the trailers have satellite dishes bigger than the actual trailer okay. itself. And <laughs> That's I always, still a thing. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. And I always say to yeah. my wife, I go, these people have their priorities screwed up. You yeah. got a six-foot living room, but Seinfeld in Spanish. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> By the way, you're on the Cape Cod Canal. How about getting out and fishing? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Bourne Bridge. But come on. Is it still fun going over the Bourne Bridge? Like when, when you know, us... Us non K people, you know. I mean, I used to say when you drive over the bridge, either bridge, the Bond or the Sagamore. It's I don't use the Bond, use the Sagamore. I um, only go Bond because you know what's at the Sagamore Bridge? Christmas tree shop. Oh yeah. And and yeah. Uh, my, I married a girl from Weston, Mass. So she she wasn't from around mm, here. She, fancy. For the first eight years of our marriage, I had her convinced that they only sold Christmas stuff in there <laughs> because I didn't want to be one of the eight hundred guys in the parking lot in their cars sweating when we should be at the beach. Right. And so, she finally figures it out, David. She that, finally figures that they have all kinds of crafts in there yeah. and everything, right? So yeah. we go over the bridge. Yeah. It's a beautiful July day, and I'm sitting in the car. And uh, what did she come out with? What did she come out with? Uh, Italian salad dressing, nice barbecue sauce, <laughs> a welcome mat with some sort of pineapple design, <laughs> and like like Hummels and a chia pet. And I'm going, oh yeah, <laughs> Christmas tree shops. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Building nineteen and a half with two Christmas eyes. It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like. It's kind of like folksy Walmart, isn't yes. it? Like, like, like it's. It, I mean, you, it's basically got. It, it aspires to kind of have everything. But when you go in there, I think you. For some reason, I picture wreaths, like yeah. wreaths and plants and things. Yeah. But then you you keep walking, and then you see, hey, there's shampoo on sale, hey, towels, there's, there's there's yeah, towels. Yeah. How many men do you think have died though? Actually, physically, <laughs> actually died away in the the parking lot of the Christmas tree shops over the years. Yes, yeah. they'll be missed. We yeah. th- we should erect a memoriam there, a little a little Christmas tree <laughs> for all the men who suffered. <laughs> we suffered for you. So um, again, uh, comedy fest. September seventh. Yep. Tell us, tell us. Have you been involved in this since the beginning? Yeah. I, I started it with a, a good friend of mine, Brian Jakuzic, back in 2012. Uh, the Cape had never had its own comedy fest, mm-hmm. and so we started it at the uh, Seacrest Beach Hotel in Falmouth, which sure. was a great location yeah. back then. And we did it annually. And the goal was to not do the traditional comedy fest of, of just stand ups, mm-hmm. something for everybody. So. There was, if you liked stand-up, there was plenty of great stand-ups. But we had musical comedy. We had uh, John Stetson psychic comedy, mind-reading yeah. kind of stuff. We had a house band. We had audience interactive stuff. We, now, had, we had a game show at one point. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. What was the game show like? Was it, a- it was a dating show. And a comedian um, here in Boston used to dress up as a judge. Oh, nice. <laughs> and he would bring couples on stage. And um, and that's the whole would, interactive yeah, comedy. Thing. They would settle I, yeah. an argument, fun. and yeah. the audience became the jury. It was oh, actually nice. a lot of fun. Yeah, I yeah. like it. But this is our seventh year. We call it the seven year itch, and we're mm-hmm. really we have since moved to the uh, Cape Cod Fairgrounds, which mm-hmm. is like um, you know we it, we call it our comedy Woodstock. Mm, yeah, <laughs> but, nice. you know that's the tagline this year is. Woodstock 50 might not have gotten off the ground, but our comedy Woodstock is definitely going to happen yeah, on September yeah. 7th. So there's a structure there at the fairgrounds that we call the hangar. looks like an airplane hangar. Mm-hmm. And then we swing those doors open on the side. And so the show actually happens in the hangar. You know, and we've got staging, lighting, sound, 600 seats. But then we swing those doors open and we bring in food trucks and beer trucks and maybe even an axe throwing uh, although this, this doesn't sound good for the insurance company, though. <laughs> Axe throwing and a beer garden, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, those do not go yeah. hand in hand. What De- could possibly go wrong? Desi was going uh, Facebook Live from uh, from it a couple years ago. Nice. It's a great yeah. time. So it's indoor, outdoor. It's five hours from mm-hmm. 5 p.m. till 10. 
And there's, um, I mean, you know, we've got great comics coming up from New York. We've got some Boston headliners. Then we've got World Gone Crazy. My comedy band is a house band. Me? Desi will perform. He does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a do, I, do I count as one of the seven acts? Uh, you, you know, Des, you're not this year. <gasps> no. How dare. Because <laughs> uh, I couldn't afford you officially. Oh, yeah, I yeah. see. Okay. <laughs> but we've got. What, Des, you will be on stage for something? No oh, joke? I will. Oh, okay, yeah. so what will you be doing? I'm going to do plain stand-up, but a couple minutes of plain stand-up, stand-up not, never hurt anyone. You know? Right, of course. Yeah, here, show David. Well, you know, I guess we can do this in a podcast. Sure. Right? Yeah. Here, show him the picture. This is you at last year's 400 people in the audience. Now, wow. I couldn't get the slinky down three I stairs it. when I, I was his that. age. I love it. Yeah. Here he is, huh? Yeah. yeah, you don't look scared. You look like you, you're striking a, uh, a nice pose. So can you give us a joke? Can you give us your opening joke? Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. You want a drum roll? Sure. No, you don't need a drum roll. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll give you a drum roll. Here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Desi, what, what's your stage name? Desi James? Desi no. James. Desi James. And the comedy. Des Dogs. That's your band. <laughs> That's your no. band. No. What's your comedy name? Smart you? Alex. Desi oh, okay. James and the Des Dogs. No, what's your comedy name? Okay. De- I guess we just do Desi. Yeah, we do Desi Marino. <laughs> All right, yeah. Desi Marino. I have to do something. I say, in the greatest example of take your kid to work, Day, Desi there you Marino. Go. There okay. you go. Now do your joke. Go ahead. Well, the good news is kids are off to school. Mm-hmm. I usually tell this joke when kids are actually off to school. Yeah, so it's timely. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. So yeah. bad news is you all lost your tech support. And you lost your tech support. And you lost your tech support. Everybody lost their tech support. So he morphs into Oprah in the end. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, that's a good joke. That's a solid joke. That's a that's a base hit up the middle right there. I remember going to a comedy club once because um, I had worked at a summer camp for a long time, and somebody said, guess who's doing stand-up? Heath Fradkoff. So Heath Fradkoff was this like 11-year-old kid that we all thought was really funny. He was a little dorky. Sorry, Heath, if you're listening. But he embraced it, and he was going to do stand-up. And so we went, and it was like an open mic night, and... Um, he was. It was funny. He was trying to, I think, look cool because he was wearing a Hard Rock Cafe T-shirt. Of course, all that. <laughs> no one broke, to it. Yeah, no one broke. <laughs> no one broke the news to him that you, you're just please people. Don't don't buy those T-shirts anymore. But anyway, the I, the one joke I remember was was not bad. He said, "So I I understand they're coming out with a new kind of footwear for women. They're called shopping shoes." So you wear them when you, I guess, when you go shop in the mall. And it's like, so let me get this straight. The husband buys his wife the shopping shoes. So she goes and shops and buys more stuff. <laughs> uh, that's not a good deal. I'm a kid and even I know that. I thought it was, you know, that's solid. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, oh, yeah. it, it, I mean, no one, you know, yeah. uh, no one did a spit take over that, but it was, yeah. it was okay. Desi writes a lot of, he'll write stuff, he'll write stuff in the car on the way to a, a, a show. I yeah. love it. And, and then he'll say, can I try it tonight? And I'll say, sure, I'll put you up. You got to do a tight two, though. Tight two minutes. Yeah, work, working out new material. Tight, before, it was a tight 45. Now it sounds like it's gone downhill, but that's 45 <laughs> seconds. Well, 40, 45 <laughs> seconds. See, now, here's the thing. People, you would think I was honing my son for a career in stand-up. It and does it, look like that, yes. I, it absolutely <laughs> not. Okay. And he knows this. No, he seems to enjoy it. What he does, hell? but yeah. see, I don't want him to, to, to use the, the stand-up skill for a career in stand-up. I want him to be the guy at the biotech company who can deliver the most boring material in the most entertaining fashion. Also, if you're the funniest guy at the bio, it's a lot easier to be the funniest guy at the biotech company. You know, if you're a funny guy at the biotech company, you're the life of every party that they have. That's, that's what I mean. And they'll pay a lot of money for that. Sure. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. That's it. The corporates with uh, that corp, those corporate gigs, you know, that'll right, tell you, right? Desi. That's, that's yeah. where the money is, man. Yeah. It's like when they asked Jesse James, your hero, Jesse James, uh, Desi James, <laughs> when they, you know, they asked him, Jesse, why do you rob banks? You know what he said? That's where the money is. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here yeah. all night. Another old joke. Can't go um, to 7-Eleven. No, try the veal. Ladies. Try the veal. Right. So um, we're talking about writing jokes. And so I have a joke. I'm really glad you guys are here because I've been struggling with this this joke. I, I'm not a joke writer. I'm more of a, uh, I don't know, I'm a shtick guy. I, I, I yeah. don't mind a little shtick here and there. So you write bad checks and apology letters. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, so, of course. <laughs> right. That's what I write. But um, so... But I've got a joke in my head that I think could be funny, and okay. it, it needs a little work around the edges. Okay, so this Where is what I... guys. Okay, great. So here we go. We're going to workshop this right now. So I've got the punchline. The punchline is, you know the drill. Okay, so that's an expression, of course. You know the yeah. drill. 
but the, the 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 humor lies in the fact that it's it's a it's a hammer it's like a hammer and miss mrs hammer who are talking to each other okay and so this is the rough draft of the joke hammer and miss mrs hammer are going to a dinner party hammer says uh i don't want to go here this this stinks i'm not going to know anyone at this party and they walk they walk in and she says no come in honey um, well, listen, you may not know the screwdriver over there. You may not know the wrench. But, honey, you know the drill. Thank you. <laughs> oh, here's what we're going to do. When I do the whiteboard mess, session right? in Boston yeah. with your son, yeah. we'll whiteboard that joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. You know the drill. It's a, it's funny. It's a hammer. <laughs> Mrs. Hammer's pointing at Mr. Hammer and going, look, over there, you know the drill. You, you like, right? See, I think it's funny if, drill, if the drill is the villain. Okay, the drill's like, the bad oh, guy. You know the drill. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got to have know, a villain in every story. Yeah. So the villain. So the drill is up to no good. Right. And it's like, what did he do? You'll never guess what he did. Well, you know the drill. Yes. yes. Thank yes. you. Yes. yes. All right. Yeah. Thank, no thank help you. from me. That's right. Well, uh, it still needs a little more work. So. Yeah. I'll, I'll 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 whiteboard it with you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we need. Yes. We we desperately need it whiteboarded. So. Um, and I didn't want to leave. Uh, I don't want to leave a, a stone unturned because uh, Des, you mentioned that you have a band as well. We would need to cover all of Des Des's entertainment pursuits, right? Yeah. So, so tell us about the band. So the band is Desi James and the Smart Alex. I love and, it. Yeah. So originally, and your middle name is actually, as I found out earlier, is actually James. So yes. you are Desi James. Desi okay. James Marino. Yes. So Desi James and the Smart Alex was originally me and my friend Alec. Oh my and goodness! That's why the name Perfect. made a lot of sense. Yeah, but then he couldn't do a gig that we have coming up on September seventh. Um, and it, no, it's not the Comedy Fest. Oh, it's a different gig. Yeah, we have two gigs. That, is oh this crazy? <laughs> no, so, originally it was supposed to be August eighteenth. Wow! And they changed the date tragically. You guys have so many pursuits. You like the Kardashian? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go they ahead. changed the date to uh, you know. Literally the same date as my comedy fest, yeah. so we got, we got a double date that night. Exactly. <laughs> Are you so, gonna be able to make them both? Yeah, you will. Okay. Probably. Yeah. All right. So it's all right. So David had a question. Go so ahead. tell yeah. him about the, the band. Yeah. yeah. So uh, September seventh, it's going to be at Wayside Commons in Burlington. Nice. Uh, and we're going to be opening up for the New England Patriots cheerleaders. I love so, it. Yes. Wow. Yep. Yeah. And this was a little ploy for you to get to meet the cheerleaders, I understand, <laughs> as I understand it. Well, exactly. da- Daddy actually got the gig, the so I think it was <laughs> his <right> ploy. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. It's now, see, it used to be, and maybe it's still the case, that the, the whole deal with the cheerleaders is, first of all, we didn't used to have cheerleaders. Certainly, like, the Celtics were always proud of not, like, we were the last one right. that never, like, those are for the Lakers, and then eventually it's like, right. yeah, bring them in. Yeah. And so... It was um, money. Yeah, you used to have like a pep pep squad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, for the Celtics had nobody for years because yeah. it was like we're old school. Yeah. The, the Patriots did have them. The, back a long ago, they called them the Patriots, which yes. I thought was cool. Um, I don't know why they get rid of that. But now, so I think the deal is that like, it, like you have to be selected, of course. They do tryouts and everything. But yeah. it, is it still the case that like they don't get paid, but... Then they do so many of these appearances, and they get paid for the appearances, which doesn't sound, seem like such a bad gig. That know? was the case. Yeah. It probably still is, yeah. So it's, what do they do when you... Well, like, <laughs> like you're going to open up for them, and you're at least playing songs and stuff, and then they come out? I shouldn't I shouldn't malign uh, uh, Mr. Kraft. Quite honestly, employees. we have no idea. We, okay. just, we just got the gig a while back, and uh, they can I do I guess whatever. they dance. Do they, they yeah, dance, they and they do, do a whole routine. routine. Exactly. All right. Probably exactly what they do for the Patriots, yeah. you know? Yeah. A little bit of, like, throwing one of them up... Yeah. Yeah. Do they Got actually do the acrobatics? Okay, I should probably. I should I should stop making fun of them because cheer a is a real thing now. Because like, there were four, three singers in the band. Desi's the lead singer, but there's three singers, right? And I'm not sure if 13 year olds being around the Patriots cheerleaders that their voices aren't going to get a little squeaky. Yes, we could have we could have a Peter Brady situation. It could right. like force them directly into puberty. <laughs> but it's at Wayside Commons, which is a great outdoor mall in Burlington, right off 128. And that's yes. where it's going to be September seventh, one p.m. Oh, yeah. early show, so we can get down to the comedy festival. And af- right after the show, you can either go straight to the comedy fest or hang out in Burlington and get some cold stones at Wayside. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I Dad, no of offense, course. but that's what I would do. Desi, that's what we both will be doing. Yeah. Yes. On our way to the Cape, we'll be eating cold stones. Oh, Gary, yeah. 
you've raised a scene stealer is what you've done. I've, I feel like I've been robbed. You know what, <laughs> David, the show, which is he gets terrific. it straight from the tap, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, if only there were an expression involving fruit and a tree or something I could come up with right now. I, yeah. Yeah, apple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's old school. It's old school. Um, so, once again, people, uh, Cape Cod Comedy Fest. Sept- oh, by the way, you mentioned your, your buddy, the, the magician. He's yeah. doing his thing. No, uh, what, what do we call him? It, it, well, he's um, um, he's, a, he's a, a mental. It, John Stetson is the guy the show The Mentalist was, was, was inspired by. On is that CBS. true? Yeah, he's, the time. Simon Baker character was based on John Stetson, who oh, lives okay. in Fairhaven, Mass. What he does, he's as funny as any stand-up comedian, but he does mind-blowing, audience-interactive, mind-reading, and, and okay. it's great. So he's doing the pre-show. 7 to 8 p.m. And then we kick off the main show with all kinds of stand-up and musical comedy. And my band, World Gone Crazy, comedy band will be there. And uh, we've when got- Now, I've never seen your band. But yeah. I, I would love to. And, yeah. and I hope to make it out on the 7th. But um, when you say comedy band, yeah. are we talking... Uh, Sounds like, lame, doesn't it? No, well, I mean, I, hap- <laughs> I happen to be a Weird Al Yankovic fan. So that was oh. the, first, the first place I went. But are there like parody songs? Or you do little jokes in between? Or what does that all it, mean? It is... We call it rock and roll, uh, stand-up with a rock and roll soundtrack and and it's funny because um unless you see it it's tough to imagine what we do but it's a 90 minute comedy show mm-hmm. um comedians were also musicians and it's rapid fire song parodies it's fake commercials it's uh we oh, do we it. do a misheard lyrics contest where we sing the uh song the way everybody screws it up and then audience members have to jump up and sing it the right way and get nice. the lyrics right and they win stuff we do uh, all kinds of audience interactive routines but we do it. It is weird, Al Yankovic stuff, but it's it's quick hits. It's right. not full songs. So like the right. verse is your setup, the chorus is your punchline. Boom, get the laugh, get onto the next one. It's wow. medley. It's like a so review. It's, yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah. You know, so we do like Toto's Rosanna, only it's Viagra. <laughs> we do we do uh, Sugar Sugar Honey Honey, only it's Cougar Cougar Yummy Mummy. Mm. You know, we do. Um, oh my God, it just goes on and on. Yeah, yeah. We do no. a tribute to the old Building 19, but it's the ACDC's um, Dirty Deeds, and it's. Uh, <laughs> Building 19, good stuff, cheap. <laughs> Boggins, misprints, overshocks, oh, overstock shin sprints. I tell you what, yeah. I miss I miss Building 19. I Me think too. The, the, I think the uh, I live right near what was one of the last one, which was like Building 19 three quarters. For the people that don't know, that was a great, uh, yeah. I guess Massachusetts yeah. uh, tradition. It was. Because you go there, it, it's like you you go there if you need something, maybe. But really, it's kind of just cool to go when you have nothing else to do and just wander around. Because right. for people that don't know, it was it's a, essentially a surplus store, right? That they so they would buy a number bunch twos. Of, <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was all it was everything was kind of defective or right. off a little bit, or you know they would say sometimes like a manufacturing plant would have a fire and they had to get rid of some in- inventory, <laughs> so they they did sell it to Building Nineteen at a discount. It was good, yeah, it was good yeah. stuff, cheap, and but it was kind of an adventure going through there. You never knew what you were going to see, just weird, weird. You never weird know stuff. what you're going to get. Yeah. And you know, my <laughs> mother, right, yeah. my mother used to take me there when I was Desi's age. Yeah. And the first thing I'd say is, "Mom, why do we go?" And she goes, "Well, I like the coffee." <laughs> And, and then, Free coffee, right? And yeah. then she would get, you know what she would get there? And they were the greatest was the, the Portuguese sweet rolls. Oh, For some yeah. reason, the only place up until a few years ago you could get Portuguese sweet rolls in this area was Building 19. Yeah. Now, if you're not familiar, you could put uh, a piece of rubber in a Portuguese sweet roll and it would be delicious. <laughs> I mean, uh, leaves yeah. off the tree with a little gray poupon, it's like gourmet. For sure. So that's what we would get. We would get the coffee the sweet rolls and then like number twos and, and def, you know, a, a shirt with one arm. And, exactly. You know, a two lefty sneakers. Yeah. I remember <laughs> the creep- from the 70s. Yeah. They had those cool, kind of funny, kind of creepy caricatures of like the owners. Everything was like a funny little cartoon and, and like they would have these weird signs like it would say like the bathroom's over here, dummy, or something like right. that or it would say like, like there was a sign for the coffee that said something like coffee, it's it's weak, but but it's free. What do you expect, or something like that? You know, if it was something. Well, they were like famous that. for the cheap, the cheap, crappy animation ads. Right, and that's so right. Yeah, yeah. We did a video for the for the Building Nineteen song. Oh, did you? And uh, actually, if you go on the World Gone Crazy Band okay. um, YouTube channel, it's on there. And I went on. I found out that their their Facebook page is still active. Oh, nice! And it had all those crappy ads. Yeah, yeah. And, and photos of the store. So we basically took. 
uh, we took those images and put them into the song and, you know, a little bit of live footage of us doing the song. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Building 19, good stuff, cheap. Good stuff, cheap. Good stuff, cheap. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Good stuff, cheap. Yeah. Well, you got to keep playing that song vigorously because within a number of years, no one's going to remember poor Building 19. Exactly. Although I always will. I always will. So for tickets, go to CapeCodComedyFest.com and you'll see Gary's band and you'll see Desi on stage for at least a solid two. Solid two? It's right. Yeah. Yeah. 45 at least. A tight 45. tight 45 seconds. And then I should mention, we've got this really cool show I'm bringing up, um, uh, David, from New York called Two Guys Walk Into a Bar. Nice. I love this. The the stage is a bar set Mm -hmm. with stools and a bartender, and Mm -hmm. these guys come up and do street jokes, but the audience gives them the subject, so it's audience interactive. Improv. Tom Briscoe and Mark Riccadonna, two guys walk into a bar. Two guys walk into a bar. That's our big headliner. And we are up against the clock a little bit here, but Gary, you, I, I, I don't want to uh, leave before you mention some of the other shows you produce and promote, or whatever word it is sure. that you use. So yeah, Harmon Marino Live is my company, been right. around since the uh, mid-90s, and so our, our big show this year is the Edwards Twins, which are amazing. It's what you call celebrity illusionists. Yeah. Two twin brothers from Burbank, California, who morph into 100 stars physically and in voice on stage. Carol Burnett put the show together 15, 20 years oh, ago wow. with them. Yeah. So we're touring all over. You can go to edwardstwins.com with that. Uh, World Gone Crazy Band is my comedy band. You can see our fall dates there. Um, John Stetson, The Mentalist, uh, the inspiration for the show. Yeah. The Mentalist is uh, one of my big shows. Mm-hmm. You can see him. We've got him all over the place, resorts and, and uh, entertainment venues. And then we do a lot of good old-fashioned comedy. Our, our, our road show is called Comedy on the Road and, uh, so, I don't know and, and hosted by yours truly. Very good. Awesome. A, a comedy and entertainment empire. That, that's what you are, Gary, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a real Quincy Jones over here. Yeah, I? sure. The yeah. Quincy of comedy. Uh, you can use that one. Uh, I don't know if I ever want to be mentalized. I feel like, you know, he'd be looking into someone's eyes and say, you know, you have a, you have a uh, departed loved one that wants to say hello. And then he'd look at me and go, you, you eat peanut butter straight out of the jar, buddy. And I'd be like, no, what did you tell everybody? How did you know? How did you know? I'll tell you the truth. I, for years, have worked with him and 17 years I've been working with John Stetson and you would think at this point 17 years later I would know how he does this stuff I sit in the back of the room even today and I go how the heck does he do that yeah I thought it was gimmickry I thought it was a joke I thought it was just him being a great actor with some tricks but I've come to the conclusion he really is a psychic and a medium oh yeah he's reading it yeah yeah, we we have I've had these conversations on other podcasts about whether they're phony, and then there's there's that bit like you, uh, Stetson sounds like a funny, entertaining version of that guy John Edwards, I think was his name, right? Um, right yeah. Who he was memorably parodied on Saturday Night Live by Will Ferrell, That's who's right. going, your name starts with a. B, uh, uh, a C, a G, a D. Is it uh, S, S, T? And people first would go, yes, T. And he'd go, right, that's right, T. Your name is Terry, yeah. Ter- Teresa, Ter- Ta- you know, uh, yeah. Tanya. That's yeah. right. Tanya, that's right. Your name is Tanya. Like, it'd take him forever, and then it's like, you're supposed to be amazed. But, but um, yeah. so, because they, they, some of them, there are methods that they can yeah. that they kind of take to, yeah. to to get to, but um, he's like a younger Hippocreskin. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, the, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, yeah. what. I'll tell you the bit he did that uh, um, we should just pass out the breakfast menus at this point because you're not going to get us out of here. But um, I'm trying, people. This is the I'm bit he trying. did a few years ago on Cape Cod that convinced me he's the real deal. Yeah. He had me pass out Manila envelopes to the crowd, mm-hmm. and we had them put. A, he told them to put a sentimental object into it, seal it, pass it back up to me. Mm-hmm. So I put a big bucket of these Manila envelopes on stage, and he pulled a chair up, sat next to the bucket, pulled out the envelopes one by one without opening it. Without opening it, he nailed whose envelope it was, what the envelope, what the object was that was in it, and why it was sent. Come on, okay, that's bizarre. And we're at San Diego's after the show, and going, now you're freaking me out. Yeah, I know. I thought this was a joke. I thought this was a gimmick. Was he wearing glasses? Was he wearing glasses, John? Yeah, Uh, he might have been. Why do you think that's how he does it? Have you cracked? Maybe, (laughs) maybe his glasses are like kind of X-ray glasses. Well, you never know. I mean, there's a lot that the government is hiding from humans. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe they found yeah, extra glasses. We're through the looking glass here, people. <laughs> you know, it's funny is a 13-year-old might have just uncovered how he <laughs> I know. It's as good a theory as any. A 30-year career is now over, Tess. Well, to, to me, it, it gets to the point where even if it is, I mean, call it gimmickry or call even if it, it 
even if the answer is not that he has a a uh, secret mental, you know, literally ESP, yeah. it's still freaking impressive. It's still impressive. Like, how did you do it? That's what magic is. It, yeah. it forces you. How do you? How did? That's what I used to say. It's why, like, used to. Say, it's why, like, uh, Magic Johnson was named Magic Johnson. Throws a pass behind the back perfectly right. to his teammate. How did he do that? E- right. Either way, it's entertaining. It's great. Exactly. So, uh, but he was no Tom Brady. He was no Tom freaking <laughs> Brady, man. Oh, you don't no. think Tom, you don't think Tom Brady can read your mind? Tom Brady knows what you're thinking right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, crunching, munching, jizzle bunching. I think it's time to wrap up, huh? <laughs> That's good. This man must be entertainment. He knows how to close out a show. Thank you, Gary. Thank and you. as once again, it's Cape Cod Comedy Fest dot com, and also Gary, tell us again where to find all your stuff. Oh, it's harmonmarino dot com. H a r m o n Marino M a r i n o dot com is all my shows. Can you introduce me to Mark Harmon sometime? I hear he's delightful. No, yeah, he's not. He Mark might Harmon. be related to my wife. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> um, I apologize. What's your wife's name? Marino. But, no, oh, so, her name is Harmon. Harmon, right? Yeah. Okay, so I apologize. Anyway, um, so check it out. September September 7th, Des will be on stage. Gary will be on stage. John Stetson will blow your mind, hopefully not literally. And We'll be there with an ocean of people, a sea of faces, therapists, pets. Everybody will be there. It's our comedy Woodstock, ladies and gentlemen. I love it. throwing (laughs) lumberjacks. And beer, of course. Oh, yeah. I hope you guys. I hope you guys had fun. (laughs) Yeah, beer describes most of the people that will be there. That's right. Okay. Love you. Thank you, David. Oh my! Keep the great work up, huh? My pleasure. And yet, look, if security is here to escort you guys out, finally. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) No, I had a blast. Thank you. Go to the show. Hopefully, I'll be there. You'll see me, and uh, we'll have you guys back for more fun and games and all the conspiracies that Des is unearthing. Yes. Uh, Once again, thanks to our sponsor, U.S. Postal Service. Uh, second largest employer in the United States. The website, once again, usps.com slash careers. Also, thanks to our friends at Adori. That's A-D-O-R-I that hosts this podcast. Turns your podcast into interactive beasts. You'll know what I mean if you go download the app. Go to Adori or uh, on Twitter at Adori Labs. And uh, those guys are cool. And uh, if you're watching on the Adori app, you've seen all kinds of uh, you know links and, and images and all kinds of cool stuff. Exciting stuff happening in podcasting. This, of course, a production of pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. (sighs) (laughs) Tired, dudes. On behalf of Gary and Dez, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody. (laughs) Peace out. Drop the mic. No, no, no. 50. It was a tight 53. It was. Thereabouts, yeah.